Uh, okay. <laughs> we're back. All right, we're back. Episode 96. Six. You are correct, sir. Going to get close to that 100. What are we going to do? You know what? We should do something for 100. We should have like a giveaway. A giveaway. I was thinking yeah. one of those where we sit in, uh, next to a fireplace and it's a Christmas Ooh. special. And we, we play back clips. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the sign, like the Seinfeld 100th episode. Yeah, yeah, while we're on vacation someplace else. We, we just recorded 10 minutes of this sitting in front of a fireplace. And really, it's just an hour of, of bullshit from, from previous shows. We have Dave, our editor, listen through all previous nine <laughs> shows and come up with the best of. Uh, it's best right. Of now it would have been smart. See, if we were smart, the whole we should have been tagging interesting moments the whole time through, and then it would be it would be much simpler to go through and pull those out. And that's, that would that's that would actually be very interesting. Way think, too much foresight into what. what way too much. Will happen. Way too much. Because it's like 100 episodes, um, but it's like four years ago now. So it's been a while. Listen, um, crisis. Just found this thing on Twitter the other day. Uh, we had Alex from Jitbit as a guest, right? No. We never had Alex from Jitbit? I could have sworn we had Alex. I don't think so. Let me see. Let me see. Bootstrapped FM Jitbit. Jit, Jitbit. Uh, I think we've discussed him because he's one of my competitors, and I believe we've discussed our relationship. But okay. I don't think he's been a guest. Okay, got it. Uh, hey, my, was it, he at a conference you were at? No, I don't, I think don't so. know. I have a feeling I he's always at conferences about... I'm at, but you haven't been to those same conferences. Maybe this year. Are you going to come to Vegas this year? We do microconf. We get you in Vegas. Microconf. He's usually there. What is that going to be seven thousand dollars this time around? It's going to be seven thousand. It's going to be like it's going to be like I'll get you in there for like fifteen hundred bucks total. Plus you need another. Thousand for gambling. <laughs> <laughs> um, hookers and blackjack. Hookers so, and blackjack. I, I want. Up. I want the BMW in the desert. Oh, the Mustang. What was it? Yes, it's all yours. It's right there for you. <laughs> I feel like you should be standing in front of like the the casino with your with a long coat, <laughs> opening up sides of it to show the goodies inside. Well, I should be in front of it like uh, Robert De Niro in Casino, you know, like a like cool. All scene. this could be yours. This could be yours, Butov. So drives in the desert. Yeah, I'll consider it. Okay, the baby is gonna be uh, not his baby anymore. Maybe it'd be like a year old by then or something. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Butov on a plane. Just think about that. That's blowing my mind right there. I wouldn't mind a drive out. Actually. Drive to Vegas? Yeah. It's a long drive. Okay. I wouldn't mind. I'd like to mind car. that, but it's too far. It's just too damn far. I'd want to kill you by the end of a drive to Vegas, first of all. Second of all, it's too damn far. It's like a Because I, I don't like being in the car that much. That's like a two-week trip out for me. Mm. I want to stop. I want to do stuff. Here, I could see here's what I was, last, uh, last time we talked about when I went to the city for the Star Wars thing, mm-hmm. and when we got home that night, it was like the most stars I've ever seen. Like It was so perfectly clear at my house. And I had just been talking earlier that evening how a trip I would like to do is go some go to one of these places where it's so perfectly dark mm-hmm. and that the elevation's correct and everything so that you can see the Milky Way. Like you can really just see all the stars there, you know? You know, you've seen those photos, I'm sure, of like just find where the nearest observatory is and go on the hill. It's not an observatory. It's like you with your eye, you no, can no, no. See- find where Wherever they put the nearest observatory would be a clear sky situation. Oh, yeah. 
Possibly. But I want to, I'm sure I can research the right location. But the point to this story being, you're piquing my interest with the drive in that. Maybe we could hit one of these proper locations, although it's probably pretty close to Vegas where you do that. But, mm -hmm. you know, somewhere in the Rocky Mountains, I can imagine there might be a, a spot where you're going to get some good, uh, some real darkness and some good sight lines onto the Milky Way. I want a situation. My, for me, the, 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 the point of rel relaxation, I want this, I want to be able to sit, not see any trace of humanity. Right. That's what I'm talking about. And hear the wind and like hear only the wind. And the stars. How great would that be to be in pitch blackness, only the stars illuminating your surroundings? That would be nice. Yes. Let's do that. We should take a vacation. And then some meth head crawls up on us and kills us <laughs> <laughs> for our teeth. Um, uh, that's a positive. That's a <laughs> <for> that <laughs> uh, Before I lose right. the train of thought, uh, yes. IndieHackers.com has a great article interview with uh, Alex from Jitbit. Uh, go check it out. Uh, I just found it. I don't know if it's good because I only read like 10% of it, but I started reading it and I liked it. <laughs> Um. Yeah. One point one point seven million dollars a year. That's what they do. Yeah. Bootstrap. Your yeah. competitors. Damn them. <laughs> we don't actually. I mean, it's like I think literally we've directly competed against them like once or twice that I know of. They're like an ASP app. Yeah, they're a Windows sure. shop. Right? They're kind of in a different circle a little bit than we are, but uh, yeah. Yeah, and they, well, they live in like he lives in like Estonia or somewhere crazy like that where that they're, goes yeah, they're, they're totally yeah. remote like you guys are. Yeah, but they're like remote in a place that's cheap to live, which is even better. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, I thought it was a good find, so I'll I'll throw that up on the forum too. I guess. Um, uh, I don't know why I brought that up. I I, I like that article. <laughs> uh crash plan. You, you you didn't use crash plan, right? For backup, no, I use uh, Backblaze. So we use I use CrashPlan for like a year. I signed up for the year thing. We have it on all the personal machines here. Yep. And I do sometimes. Some of my machines do backups from our um, uh, Linode installations and whatever. I, I dump the SQL and then I do backups through CrashPlan as, as another backup. So now CrashPlan said, "Fuck this consumer market. <laughs> We're not doing B two C anymore. B two B only." So if you're on a consumer plan, go away. Uh, so now they're only doing they're only doing uh, a business plans, which I didn't even look at, but I, th I think it's probably more expensive because everybody else is jumping sh ship, and like they even went to Backblaze or whatever, and they said, "Can you take our customers?" Because then like this email came in with like cross promotional thing, like you don't want to be with uh, the. Uh, the business account and crash plan anymore come to us here's a deal whatever um so now i have to find somebody uh, people are using duplicati which is an open source thing and it goes to s3 from your computer which i guess will work mm. yeah i've seen some of those that back up to s3 instead yeah anyway it's anyway i just brought that up not because like who cares it's just one more thing to do but like they just decided to fuck the consumer market or leave. I mean, they, they, they straight up said we're not going to be in the consumer space anymore. It's like they're not even doing any kind of a pretense of like, this is better for you because we're, <laughs> we're just done. Yeah. yeah. We're sick of you bastards <laughs> and we're getting the hell out of here while we still can. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, selling the consumer is kind of horrible. But when it's not, when it works, it's like totally awesome. But then sometimes it is horrible. So, I, never, I, I still have never really sold anything to consumers. So I'd like to do that someday. 
But I think I want to do it in the physical world. You know, well, makes no sense. What makes you think that'll be any better than selling software to consumers? Nah, it won't be. But you know, you know, physical world. I want to do something in the physical world. Open up a what is that account when you when you make uh, arts and crafts trinkets and you sell them online for five dollars? Etsy. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I have like zero uh, artistic ability, so that's gonna work. <laughs> I do have a thing coming up here that touches on consumers, although technically you're not selling anything to the consumer. So I'm interested in that thing that you're doing that you said is the cruddest of all crud apps ever. Yes, that's what I'm doing. That's part of that's the same project here. Okay. It's very cruddy. I'm looking forward it's a, to it's that. more of a because it's more of a service and the technology is just there in support of that service and it doesn't have to be there's no upside to it being whiz bang at all. So it can just be I'm mean, gonna be like decently designed, I think. I wasn't even gonna do that, but I think for like the main website, I will have like the designer do something like at least presentable. But then, uh, but that's kind of it. Because um, I want to see, I want to see a, a crud app that's so cruddy that and still viable that you could <laughs> you could literally do like Laravel install, throw up like one resource controller and bootstrap, and you're done. It's not, quite to, okay. it's not quite that cruddy. Not quite that cruddy. It's cruddy. I mean, there's, it's cruddy in that there is um, no. Uh, right now, there's essentially no JavaScript. Um, there will. There's one part of it that might have a little bit, just because the experience will be better if it has a little bit of JavaScript in this one part. But it'll just be that this very one particular element. Um, so it's not like it's not that big a deal. It's just like one screen that needs a little bit of JavaScript. Uh, but yeah, the rest. Just like you submit forms into this service, basically, and then the service does its thing. And there's some emails that come out of that, and uh, that's kind of it. So I'm actually kind of excited to talk about that because I think it's gonna, it's it's a very it's very different kind of thing, uh, and for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't. Uh, you know, I'm only working on it like nights and weekends, and not even that much because I don't have that much time in those places. So it is the real rush to do it. But uh, I'm just kind of chipping away at it. But but before I can really do any more serious work on it, we have new HealthSpot website coming out, which like that should be out this week. So that'll be good to get that rolling. And then uh, which I've made some changes with that, which is kind of interesting. Um, we have a we have a HealthSpot release coming out. Although it's a small release, we're still working on the big release. Um, we have thermostat update coming, which will be a, we haven't really pushed thermostat too much yet. Like there's a bunch of people on the waiting list. Mm-hmm. But I haven't really pushed it. Most of them hasn't been pushed out to yet, which is kind of unfortunate because I know a lot of them will it'll be, it'll be like, what's this later, which probably isn't optimal. But I've been waiting for this couple features around email that we're gonna that are almost ready. Um, Fidelper, who works on it, just uh, had a baby, so it's gonna be set back a little bit. But uh, probably in later in the fall that big release for Thermostat will come out, and we'll be able to push that uh, a lot more because that'll be kind of ready and. Um, there'll be a saleable aspect to it, uh, not just the freemium aspect. So that'll make it a little more mm. viable. And then, uh, then this other thing. So Iron Laracon Online, which uh, that website's coming up out soon too. So that's going to be coming soon. The big yeah, conference. Busy room. man. I know it's a lot of stuff. I don't really like that's a lot of stuff, but then they're all things I'm very interested in. So I'm just kind of running with it for now and seeing. Uh, how it goes. I mean, some things like the web, the HelpSpot website, like once that's done, yeah, that's pretty much done other than keeping a little bit of an eye on some of the SEO stuff. We made some SEO changes there and things. So I have to keep an eye on it and do some tweaking, but that'll at least be done. And that's been a big project. Um, and like HelpSpot's just obviously forever ongoing. 
thermostat will kind of see what happens. Laracon Online is kind of a three or four month side thing. Um, and then this other thing I'll be chipping away at. So it is a lot of stuff. Gotta, I gotta utilize these good years. <laughs> working. <laughs> I have left. Are you, uh, what's, so what's your deal? Like you, you've been on quasi hiatus, but then I hear about work you're doing. So are you still on hiatus or are you working or what's your deal? I did like a small, uh, 10 hour consulting project, uh, for existing client. Um, and that's about it. And I'm working on, uh, I'm converting Scribbleton to subscription, mm. uh, annual only. And nice. uh, so that's how I've been doing for the past, since the last episode, I think it's almost done today. Now, are um, you still getting a lot of traffic to that? Yeah. Scribbleton still sells, but it doesn't okay. sell enough where it, it keeps my interest at, at a one-off right uh, type of a thing uh but it would be uh it would be interesting to me if if it's, it has traction as a subscription so mm. it's only going to be 39 dollars a, a year yeah for the subscription um which is cheaper than what it's uh i think i have i think i ran it at 60 dollars a license for the past couple of whatevers really? um uh, but yeah so i there's something about having it as a subscription that makes me more interested in Right. <clears throat> I don't have time to do eight month releases. Like I don't have the time to sit and do like a big thing and then push it out. Right. And please upgrade to this. Uh, having a subscription not only gives me that all the goodies that come with the subscription, but it, it allows me to do very small incremental releases, which which is the only way I could Im improve the software at this point. Right. Um, so r right now, like this patch is going to be literally just a conversion to a subscription. And then the next patch is going to be like some small thing. Right. Yeah. So, and that, that allows me, like it frees me up to just run the desktop clients. Like you would run a website so I could do incremental releases and it's better for me. So it's gotta be, I mean, when we moved help spots to subscription, it's a huge pain. Like doing it is a huge pain, and then also supporting the customers who aren't on subscription. Like, are you allowing them to stay not subscription? I assume if they yeah. bought an own license. And, yeah, the, yeah, the 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 ones that are running with that version can continue running with that version. I'll have some sort of a coupon to update the subscription, but only after I like I put in a bunch of new features into the the new version that's running as a subscription. Yeah, I give them an incentive, and then I'll release an email saying, "Look, what's new right. lately in Scribbleton." Um, cause otherwise it's not worth it to them to, yeah. to really convert over. It's just for new customers. Um, I, I've been surprised by actually now that I'm finishing up and like this thing, like, I don't even have a way of renewing right now. Like everything that could wait is waiting. It's going to be a year out before anybody needs to renew. Right. So I'm not even putting that code in yet. I'm just releasing the bare minimum needs to convert this, which is still a lot of work. It's been like a week or two just having like the, the desktop stuff needs needs to be you need to be careful with it having to be a subscription it still needs to work offline so there's like right. it validates against itself and the registration code it's not a login where it's a login and the password it's a license it's name. like a license yeah. file yeah yeah that sort of thing uh but like now were there libraries i mean i imagine there's some libraries that do that or you just code it up so we talked about the c plus plus is nothing like it's, uh, it's like a huge 50 year history of development but it hasn't had any progress on it forever. <laughs> um but like i wanted some metrics on the back end like i, I used the laravel cashier but like i don't want to go full bare metrics or whatever and i i didn't use spark on this one but i kind of want like that metrics 
module out of Spark. I don't know if that's extractable or not. I have a Spark license, but right. uh, but like it's surprising. Like I can't find. You could find a ton of SaaSes giving you here full analytics for Stripe, full metrics for Stripe. We'll run the entire business, whatever. Here's an account, but like there's nothing that could just like here's this thing. You could plug into Laravel to work with Cashier. That'll give you just some Stripe metrics on the back end, like an open source thing that I could find fairly yeah. easily. A bunch of people jumped and said, we'll build it online. We were looking to build it. We wanted to build it, whatever. But I could build it. <laughs> it's not the point. The point is like, why doesn't this thing exist? Like, I don't want a full SaaS, like bare metrics that gives me everything under the sun. I want like my MRR and like everything that's in Quintu right now, but I just want it built into the, the back end of the Scribbleton website. Um, hmm. Seems like a thing that should exist, and I guess it right. does in, in Spark. But it does. I would also thought it existed as a standalone thing. Like I don't need a lot of the Spark stuff. I don't need user management or incognitos or whatever. Um, but just simple metrics off of Stripe invoices would be nice. Yeah, it's got to be something out there, you'd think. Yeah. Well, the Stripe's gotten Stripe's own UI's gotten better. Yeah, but I need it to be a PIable. Yeah. I need to pull that data into the main and tear uh, financial stuff. Yeah, I guess they probably don't have like the APIs for that. Hmm. It's not that hard, but it, it just seems like a, like like yeah, this, is, this is where we are now. 10,000 SASs that give me Stripe metrics, but nothing I could just throw on my own server. Right. <laughs> oh my goodness. So how's so? You said it's just about ready today. Yeah, I'm. I'm having that. Whenever I finish on a big thing against a piece of software and it's ready for release, I always have like a half a day of, is it ready? Am I ready to release it? Because I know I'm going right. to release it and forget something. Like I, I'd rather sit and not release it than release it and forget something. So I'm having right. this thing. You know, it's like 2005, we started this company, and I'm still doing that. Like this half a day of. I don't want to release it because if I release it, there's going to be bugs, but I don't want to look for the bugs because right. as long as I don't look for the bugs, there are no bugs. But as soon as I release it, everything is going to come tumbling down the hill. <laughs> I have to start fixing stuff. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that, that the bugs. The bugs are no fun. Um, and then I'm going to move on to uh, uh, do a little bit more Scribbleton stuff. Uh, oh, the subscription also lets me have uh, mobile versions that I don't have to mess around with. Because if it was a one-off mm. thing, I can't charge a dollar for it, and I can't charge $20 for it. But if it's a subscription, I could say you have an active license. You could use whatever platform you want. And then those will just be free. Yeah, they'll just be yeah. free, and they'll sync up against each other, so you could share. And now, are you gonna have a sync server yourself, or it's just still Dropbox or whatnot? That kind yeah, of I'll have. I'll, I want to put something in that's driven by S three in the back. If it's not even synced up, at least backed up, so you could select, you know, local file or something on my mm. Scribbleton cloud or whatever I'm gonna call it. Um, I think I, you know now you can't. Can you, isn't there something now where iClouds? cloud kit stuff like you can use it in android and stuff now i don't know Something i didn't want to like rely that. on any of the any of the platform specific ones mm -hmm. um but i mean it's just objects and, and space just s3 is fine i uh, know but the synchronization stuff though gets complicated sometimes so. yeah but my offer I, I spoke with uh uh i spoke with the remember the milk guys oh, yeah. about it and he said yeah he just uses uh 
um, offers like a uh, storage instead of a sink, and that seems mm. to work for them. So I might. That's essentially the same thing. It's just going to be like save to cloud explicitly rather than sync up this thing with the cloud version, then sync mm. something. Uh, it should be fine. It's better than nothing, right? Uh, and then we'll see where where what they want, what you know, where they go from there. Uh, there's a lot of stuff. I could, you know, if Scribbleton subscription takes off, there's a lot of stuff to be done there that I could right. focus on for a long time. But uh, while I'm waiting for it to pick up, I'll probably return to uh, that uh, C++ project, the, the error handler that I talked about a while back. The one that's super mm. hard that I don't even know if it's technically possible or not. But I have time to figure out if it's technically possible now. What, and what's the name? Because uh, you're a sign-up uh, page. Yes, yeah, sourcecase.com. Sourcecase. Sourcecase.com, even got the .com. Right there, you know, it's meant to oh, be. Oh, God, you know how old that shit is? God, damn. <laughs> uh, Sourcecase was my bug tracker, so that must have been 2006 or something. Wow, I've been holding on a, to that, baby. That's <laughs> a long-ass domain, yeah. You're invested in that. That was a good name when I thought of it. I was very proud name. of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like when you get a good domain name. Yeah, it's true. It's all possibility. Yeah. And work. Now um, I see more of the work in them than I used to. I used to just see mostly the possibility. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> uh, well, I'm excited to see Scribbleton come out because that's something you haven't pushed in a while. So yeah, it's been slowly selling. To, it has traction. I have you have some good very, links and stuff. Very few things that I have traction without any pushing. So I gotta take advantage of that. I release a lot of stuff that doesn't have traction. Very few of them actually have traction. So. This season, the sponsor of Bootstrapped FM is Linode. Uh, they've been a sponsor for a long time, and I just want to highlight them again because uh, it's really a great service. I use them myself. I have 13 servers hosted there currently for the past six or so years. They have plans starting at just $5 a month for a one gigabyte server and going up for there. I've used really large servers from there. They have servers going all the way up to 200 gigs of memory. Super affordable. Provisioning is practically instant. Um, hourly billing. Um, it's all native SSD, very fast. They just increased their uh, network capacity from 40 gigabytes a second to 200 gigabyte network. So, I mean, I don't, I don't even know if anybody listening to this podcast needs that much bandwidth. You know they're so over-provisioned. You're never going to have any trouble network-wise, which is awesome. It's all modern Intel processors, 24-7 support, holidays, middle of the Christmas night, every every minute of the, every day, great support. They've always been great for me to work with. Um, they have money back guarantee, so there's really no risk, uh, no risk there either. And just a really fantastic service. I highly recommend it. I run my business on it. And if you're looking for a new hosting provider, I would definitely check out Linode. And of course, they have a, a great offer for Bootstrap listeners. Um, if you go to linode.com slash bootstrapped FM, or if you use the offer code bootstrapped 2017, you get 20 bucks off. So that's four months of free hosting on a one gig server. Um, so that's a very nice long period of time to try it out, kick the tires and see how it works for you. So again, Definitely check out Linode. Um, you could do that and get the $20 coupon um, at linode.com slash bootstrappedfm um, or with coupon code bootstrap2017. And that'll get you that discount, give you a nice, you know, a third of a year to try it out for free if you're on the one gig server and see how it works for your projects. So thanks a lot to Linode for sponsoring and back to the show. Uh, I might be doing a, uh, 
this is something I'd like to do. I, I think I'd like this as a job. I mean, I, I don't have the resources for it to be a job currently, but I might make an investment in a friend's startup company. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea of investing in startups. Like I could see doing that as a livelihood, like on a certain level. Now, actually having enough money to do that is, uh, is a separate issue. So what's the I like actual- the I like the the feel of it. I like the like I like the energy of the startupiness without like me being the one who gives all the energy, you know what I mean? Like I don't like that part of it so much. Um So is the only payoff from that when they sell or go public or is, can you take like well, how does that could, work? Well, I think in this case a little bit different. It's going to be uh where they're looking to be profitable. Mm-hmm. So it's more of a bootstrapper and a bootstrap mindset. So I think it could, it could, I mean, so there's three ways. Normally there's only two ways it goes, right? Like it goes out of business or it becomes like really big and, you know, goes public or gets bought, whatever. Um, And that's kind of like the only two outcomes that people find acceptable. I think in this one, there is sort of a third outcome of it's just like a profitable business and that's it. And uh, I know a few, I mean, like Help Scout, one of our competitors did that, like they did an angel round of funding. And as far as I know, they've never taken any other funding unless it was very recently. And they've just been like profitable since then and presumably, you know, paying out um, like owner dividends and things. Uh, So that's something like that is a potential possibility here or obviously going out of business is always a possibility Um, or, uh, you know, it gets bigger and somebody scoops up kind of thing. So I think guys always like you're most likely to have it go out of business because that's just uh, the thing most likely to happen. It does have customers already, which is promising and a lot of interest and traction, these sort of things. And the team is really good. So uh, I think it's got is it soft- software. Uh, yeah. It's okay. a SaaS. Um, you should become, a, you should become a, a, a mogul. You should invest in these things. The way, the way JD Grafham invests in SaaS he doesn't see this isn't really his kind of thing though because this he invests in things that are more, more like annuities like here's a thing that makes four grand a month the person doesn't want it anymore he he scoops it up for a pretty good price and he just let, lets it be and lets it generate four grand a month and that's it so kind of different but yeah I, I this is more of a just stand like oh there's a lot of people doing this like hey we invest somebody as like an angel in startups like there's people who just do that like whatever they put. Mm-hmm. They have 20 or 30 investments. You know, each of them is like 10 to $30,000 or whatever. And they're hoping one or two of them hit. But I think you kind of have to be independently wealthy before you can, you have to acquire the wealth first to get to that. I don't think you can go the other direction of like, uh, like I would only invest in something I felt like I really knew the people involved and uh, that kind of thing. I think I'm not really ready for the, Somebody pitches me, uh, some random person I don't know, uh, pitches you with some crazy idea and then you put a uh, 10 grand in it or whatever. Like that's, that's a high, high risk in that. I don't think I'd, I'd find that appealing at all. Actually, really? like I, the, the, the JD Grafham approach and not even that, it's just, I, I really like incremental trickle in type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm really I find nothing appealing about buying up 30 things and you know, on average hitting one out of them, you know, right. <laughs> that's not like, that's not appealing to me at all. 
Uh, part of it is appealing to me, not even so much for the hitting. I like the idea of being involved in different tech stuff that's going on and working with different groups like that. But I don't, um, yeah, like if, if my livelihood depended on it, like uh, that's obviously a very unattractive way to have your livelihood, I think. Um, and the, the only downside with JD's approach to me, uh, so I like his approach in general. That's even kind of what we're doing at Userscape and we have like, different now we have like help spot and lara jobs and mm -hmm. lara online and thermostats coming and this other thing coming so like we're just building them instead of, <laughs> instead of uh buying them but a lot of SaaS is it feels a little stressful to me you know like we have these all these different little things that we upgrade like he has a team which right. i mean right. i have a team too but our team is much smaller so he has we a factory are, in place. Right. He's got a factory. So that's very, and, and it's a perfect fit because he's a, like a consultancy. So, you know, you have these gaps in pro, product, uh, like where you have just space between clients. Mm -hmm. And normally you're just like eating that space or having them do whatever. And now you can have them work on your suite of products. So that's like perfect. Mm -hmm. um, but if you don't have that set up, then it's a little bit. A little bit trickier because, like, if you have a, if you have three SaaSes that each make a couple grand, like you can't really hire a developer who just works on them. So you're in kind of a weird spot there. But, uh, but in theory, I like the idea, of course, of having like ten things that each trickle three or four thousand a month would be awesome too. So uh, I don't know. There's so much like competition in the SaaS game right now. I think you have to have something really unique or or like you shouldn't even play that game. I, th I think it's like getting to the point where like you shouldn't really play the game with a lot of in a lot of areas. Like you have to find some other angle on it or whatever. It's hard. It's a lot. Of, a lot. Of, people are wise to the software on the internet now. <laughs> it's a lot of a lot of money in there. A lot of people competing with you. I'm actually. Kind of I'm interested in seeing if Scribbleton as a subscription works because if it does, I I be very comfortable doing desktop subscription products yeah i mean that's like an interesting angle uh it'd be difficult probably to find enough of them to fill like niche or whatever but i have a couple of ideas i think they all might work as subscription desktop products but we'll see but we'll i see. but that's where a source case i like too because it's kind of indirectly the same thing it's like it's a useful tool for other companies that are making desktop software basically yeah. and want want these modern features but um so you don't have to make the desktop software. You're just basically providing the service for them to keep doing what they're doing. And it's like a service on top of that versus like, oh, it's not really a normal SaaS exactly. It's more like a service. So I think that's yeah. kind of interesting. Source case is the opposite of your cruddiest crud app. It's the most right. technically <laughs> difficult. I don't know if it's possible. <laughs> well, that part of it. But the, but the, but the uh, sort of, I mean, there are different aspects to it but the sort of the SaaS app that sits behind it collecting um the bugs and things right. uh it probably doesn't have to be too sophisticated you know i think it like storage wise you'll have some stuff like like you know you need like you'll be doing more sophisticated stuff than maybe your other stuff is done like whether you're using redis or dynamo db or something that can like store a whole bunch of stuff but mm -hmm. like the ui and like apis and stuff are probably not going to be don't have to be too crazy right at least i agree to start, yeah you know but yeah you do have all these like client, client libraries, um, libraries that are going to be a bear just because the wasn't designed for anything you're trying to do yeah 
So what else you got going on outside of work? Anything good coming up aside from microconf, whenever that is? Yeah, I mean that's not even on sale yet. I don't even know. I, I assume I'm gonna go, but I don't know if I'm definitely going. Um, what else is going on? I don't know if we have anything else exciting. Oh, I'm taking my daughter to Disney. They were just doing me and her. We're doing all the princesses. We're doing everything. <laughs> that sounds like fun. So that's, that'll be fun. That's in December. And uh, the other thing that uh, actually the uh, remember the milk folks got me into this somewhat also along with uh, Dave who edits our podcast um, into this whole credit card points game. So I'm playing the credit card points game. Have you ever <laughs> played the credit card points game? Uh, I know what it's about. No, I never have. It's it's kind of stressful because it's like you sign up for these credit cards and you have to make sure you spend enough money within a couple months and then you earn these bonus points and then with the points you can travel or do whatever. So like, I don't know. We're going to see if this works out. In theory, I mean, there's some things we have like uh, like the business billing um, for like helps by cloud hosting and stuff that we really should have been on like these better cards that give you more points because like that's money I'm spending no, every month no matter what mm-hmm. and why not get points that I can then whatever buy anything I mean you can just buy stuff with it on Amazon mm-hmm. which is not a, like effective way to use it but you could or like flights and things like that you are much more valuable whatever so it was good getting me in line for that and then uh, some of the other things are kind of interesting some of them have like interesting perks um, like, uh, you know, different ho- free hotel rooms or whatever, different things. So I don't know. We're going to see how it goes right now. I'm, I'm in the phase of attempting to move all of our spending over to the new cards so that we can meet our minimums so that we can get the bonus points and then kind of go from there. I don't really know. I guess you just get and keep your eyes open. Cause like once you get the bonus points, that's like the big points win. And then, then it's just like any other credit card. So I don't know what, I guess then you just keep your eyes open for whatever new cards come out so you can get the new cards so you can get more bonus points and you just jump around or whatever, but we'll see. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to have that longevity with it, but yeah, I want to see. Yeah, that sounds like way point. too much hands-on it management is. of all this stuff. It's a lot of management. That's the part I definitely don't like. Um, related to that, we should. I want to do a public service announcement. Uh-huh. I, I, we should do two public service announcements. Maybe okay. I should save the other one for next time. I'll do one this time. Um, if you don't have a credit freeze, you should freeze all your credit. It's very simple. You go to each of the three credit agencies. You freeze. Some of them call it a lock. Some of them call it a freeze. It's not like one of those things where every it's not a monthly fee. It's a one-time thing. It's free to do. Um, and then nobody can run your credit to give you more credit in the way of running your credit that gives people more credit. Uh, with this freeze. So then when you do want to run your credit, you do have to go unlock them. Uh, sometimes it's a $5 fee or whatever. And this way, when your credit, you know, when your social security number gets stolen, which it probably already has been, and your address and all that stuff, uh, they can't just go buy a house or buy, get a bunch of credit cards or whatever. Um, so you got to do that. You have to have your credit frozen. Have to. I hope you have your credit frozen, Butov. No. <laughs> there's no reason to have it open. Like, was, was there any doubt that I didn't? <laughs> there was no, da- there was no <laughs> doubt. I had no doubt that you didn't have your credit frozen, but nobody does because it seems. I, mean, I don't know why. Like it seems, it just seems annoying to do. But how annoying is it going to be when you have like a hundred thousand dollars in credit card bills that, in theoretically, you're not responsible for them? But who knows how many years it actually takes to actually get that all and done? I can't even like comprehend it. 
It's all terrible. You don't want any part of that. The world is terrible. Freezing. The world is terrible. That's why you have to. Def- this is the simplest defense. You sign up for this form. It takes two minutes per each one of the agencies, three agencies, and you don't have to worry about anybody stealing your credit. It's as far as I know, it's a foolproof way. Now I should be knock on wood here because now I'm jinxing myself, but <laughs> it's it's foolproofish way to make sure nobody hacks your credit. I mean, yeah, there's like the next layer, I guess. If somebody really targeted you, they might do things to like turn your freezes off or whatever. But I think most of the people listening to this don't have enough, uh, fi- including myself, um, enough financial resources. Not worth somebody's time to target me, Ian Landsman, and uh, crack the secret codes and everything. So, uh, you know, I think for most normal people whose information is just being sold up on some uh, tour site somewhere, that this is sufficient protection from the regular sort of just people signing up for credit cards with social security numbers and addresses kind of thing. There you go. You have to do it, Butov. When we next podcast, I want to hear about how you froze your credit. Nah. Why? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> There's no reason not to do it. Are you buying a new house tomorrow? No. Are you signing credit cards every day? You use your credit once a year, probably. If that, probably not. If probably that. every three years to get the car. Exactly. Every three years when you go get a car, so you unlock them, and two of the three let you just automatically relock them. So you go unlock them. And in a week, it just relocks itself. You don't even do anything. The one, you have to go and flip the switch again. But it's not a big deal. I did it last time I got a car. I realized I forgot to unlock it. I did it from my phone while I was waiting for the finance guy. (laughs) I unlocked all three. They unlocked. I mean, I did it while I was waiting for the guy. He went and ran my credit two minutes after that. And it went through fine. So they have, you know, it does say like, oh, it could take a couple days. But in my experience, it's always been instant. And that's it. It's glorious. You no, no concerns. All right. I'll check it out. Just get it done, Butov. Get I'll it done. It I don't out. want to see you on the dark internet with your information stolen and you're living out on the street. <laughs> you have to move up here with me. I'll, I'll just move in with live you. In my basement. You can live with me, but I don't want you to come live with me under those circumstances. I want you to come live <laughs> with me for the right reasons. All right. Sounds good. All, All right, right. Let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next time. Next time. Later. Bye-bye.